Welcome to Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed. It's where you can get questions answered like How long does it take the average man to orgasm? And How long does it take the average woman to orgasm? And also Why is it so hot in here? Audiences agree, it's brilliantly funny. Raylene makes sex ed fun. This show is entertaining, factual, and relatable. There's nothing worse than being halfway done with sex and feeling your vagina shut down on you. <laughs> You've got to see stand-up comedy sex ed. I am ready to go do that comedy show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the second season of the stand-up comedy sex ed podcast hosted by Raylene Taskoski and some other guests. And today's guest is Nicole Renee, and she is a women over 30s fitness coach. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. This is kind of exciting. I do just want to say really quickly, I am always looking for guests for the show. So if you want to come on the show or you have a good idea for someone who should be on the show, just message me. You can find me. I tell you how to find me at the end of the show every time. And then I just joined buymeacoffee.com. And that is like a Patreon, except you don't have to sign up for a subscription. So you can find me at buymeacoffee.com slash Raylene. And you can, you know, donate $3 to keep me on the air because it's been almost a year since I started doing this, which means my subscription fees are going to come back up now for the Zoom and for the Podbean <laughs> and for all that stuff. And uh, I'm still not making any money because the world is still shut down if you do comedy and or sex toy parties. So, all right, back to you, Nicole. Sorry about that. I should it's start doing my, my <laughs> advertising before I uh, invite people onto the show. So you are a women over 30s fitness coach. Now that does not mean if you're 29 and a half that we're not invited to your. That is totally correct. Uh, we are all <laughs> about making everybody healthy and fit inside and out. Um, it's just primarily uh, we market ourselves as 30 old, 30 over 30. Um, I, I love to say how like, you want to come in, let's, let's feel great about ourselves. Let's good na- look good naked and still eat pizza. So we're all about having fun and working out. So nice. And you have, uh, are you doing it on online now or you have an in, in-person um, friend? Um, I, I have uh, I, I have a small uh, fitness studio over in studio. Mystic, Connecticut, and I also have an online coaching program. So regardless of pe- what people feel, like or their comfort level like we can get you fit regardless so I didn't realize that, that you were that close yeah, yeah you should definitely you should definitely drop in uh and if you if you like dogs I have my dog Denver is always on sites for emotional support <laughs> so <laughs> you have to like dogs that's another prerequisite for the gym so now can I just sit in the corner and eat donuts with your dog and watch everybody walk at work out well, he I will eat. love you even more if you were bringing donuts so <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> That's the one thing most people should know about me. I am actually not an animal person. I have four cats and okay. none of them come anywhere near me. They will look oh. at me. They they will crowd on my husband. Like three of the four will literally sit on him at night. He's covered with <laughs> cats. And then I'm over there by myself. And every night when I go in the bedroom, he's not. So there's the one that won't get on him because he doesn't get along with the other three yeah wait in the bedroom and then when he goes in the bedroom and he's inevitably before me because I have to do the put load the dishwasher take the medicine <laughs> shut off all the lights all the women's stuff and I get in and he's always snuggling with that cat and I walk in and I'm like get out I come in I'm like get out and the cat just <laughs> stares at me and my husband's like he wants to snuggle and I'm like get out and he goes okay you have to go and the cat will walk to the end of the bed and then flop down like make me leave so I pick him up so, and I kick him out of the bedroom every night so they're his cats not your cats yeah well they're the family's cats and I just one of them's terrified of me which is hysterical but <laughs> You know, he'll snuggle, he'll snuggle with me just in certain places and certain times, but the rest of the time, like I like to sit down in the basement in front of the pellet stove because it's warm down there and he'll come down the stairs and he'll see me and he'll turn around and go right back up. I, I don't know what that says about me as a human that my cats it's, don't it, like me. It's all right. Uh, my partner came, my partner, Eric came with a, a Siamese cat and I'm not sure if you were aware of Siamese cats personalities, but they're, they're kind of they're little assholes. tourists. 
Yeah, they're total yeah. assholes. <laughs> and uh, he actually terrorizes my dog, who is a pit bull mix. So if that says anything, um, I'm completely screwed, <laughs> you know, so. We had a dog for a number of years and uh, he, he got, I guess it's been almost like a year and a half, maybe two years since mm -hmm. he died. And um, we had him for like 13 years. And it was funny because he was friends with the cats and, mm -hmm. and over the years. So we have five acres and we have indoor outdoor cats. And so over the years, we've gone through a number of cats because sometimes coyote season comes and we're like, ah, oh, damn, there goes a couple, there goes a couple more. <laughs> and then we replace them. But you know what? And, and I'll say this for those of you who are horrified at this moment. I think my cats have a better life in and out living three or four years, having full access to the backyard and the trees and the running and the whatever they want to do and the mouse catching and most of them last more than three or four years than any cat does living in your house, never allowed outside. I have to agree completely. I, I used to own a, a small horse farm and all our cats were always outside running around and, you know, bringing in little, right. little animals. So I, I, I totally agree. So now, some okay. people are say I have pets, not hostages. I let them out when they want to go I'm, out. I'm very, I'm very anti cat litter box too. So. No. Well, we have those, but, and we yeah. have three of them because cats are assholes they don't even want to yes, share that but exactly um i had a oh so we had this one cat and he would literally like crawl on top of mento and sleep on top of him <laughs> and then have you seen the egg challenge that they're doing with dogs no like they they put a full egg in the dog's mouth and most dogs will just hold it like they really they won't, they won't chomp it they'll just hold I'm, it i'm gonna and have to get, test this theory out yeah, if you if you look up, I don't know if it's a if it's a TikTok one or if it's um I, I don't know. My daughter shared it with me the other day. But Mento, when the cats would gang up on like a little chipmunk, because there'd be like three of them playing cat and mouse with this little chipmunk. If the chipmunk got away, Mento would chase it, pick it up with his teeth, bring it back, and drop it back in the circle. And he would never crunch it. He would just go get it and bring it back. <laughs> like that's crazy. You're looking up egg challenge now, aren't you? <laughs> I definitely put it on the list to, to check out because that would be a really funny thing to do at Denver, like at the studio. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. Well, it's funny because some dogs are just like chomp, 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 and they'll eat it, and other ones will just they'll hold it in their mouth like I. This is important to me. <laughs> it's my baby. Yeah. You try to get it back from them, they're like, "No, this is mine now." <laughs> so dumb. That's funny. So let's talk about sex. Sorry, yes. we got way it's all right. Yes, this day of animals. Yes, it's all about this. I actually talked about sex on my live today. I did. Oh yeah. Yeah, What'd I talked a little bit. I talked a little bit about um, hiding from sexy time. Um, well, you know, working with women over thirty, you know, a lot of the times women uh, want to keep the lights off a lot of the times, and they don't want oh, yes. their partners to look at themselves. Absolute darkness. So. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't even want like the, the light on the end of my phone, like my Kindle where I plug it in that little tiny green light in the end of the, no, nope, uh, all lights <laughs> off. <laughs> where is it? No, I'm <laughs> I don't want moonlight. I don't want I, nothing. No, don't look at me. And also stop touching my belly. <laughs> they always do that. I don't understand that crap. They're like cats. Even if, like I can feel it. <laughs> I know. Even if you're not fat, like I, I, I've talked to so many women about this. Like their husbands or boyfriends, whatever. They, they kind of grabbed at that spot, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, right. Like, stop, stop doing that, men. Well, <laughs> I think that's because that's where the womb area is, and I think instinctively they're just like, this is, this is the place. And it's the place. <laughs> not on here. <laughs> right leave me leave but yeah no that's one my uh that's one this is one of the reasons it takes women so much longer to orgasm because we might be super aroused and then you touch our belly and we're like stop it stop it right now right you just you just wreck <laughs> this whole thing that's why i repeat that we're done you know like i'm, I'm done <laughs> it's one of the reasons i like doggy style and i will take care of myself thank you very much stop touching me <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So you want to help people feel better in their bodies. Yes. That's, that's a very big, important thing in, in my book. Um, when I was growing up, I was, I was raised in a very like Catholic, uh, household 
and my mom would always hide her body a lot. So like, and I, and I, I see this in a lot of the times with the women I, I coach and I'm just like, you're really, my whole goal is not just to coach them just to, you know, to, to feel, to be healthy, but to feel better about their body as a whole. So they can show up for themselves. They can, you know, it's, we, as women, we're very sexual beings. And a lot of times we, we tend to forget that, you know, especially with everyday work and, and any other tasks we do. So I was just, I'm giggling in my head because that's not something that my children have to worry about. I was always, (laughs) I don't even really like to get naked, but if I'm about to get in the shower and I realize that I need something, you know, like, oh, I'm going to wash this shirt, like at this exact moment, or now a big thing is my uh, Apple watch. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I turn on the water and I've got all my clothes off. and I'm like, oh, you know what? This is a good time to charge the watch. Well, my charger is near my easy chair. Because a lot of times, like when I'm watching TV, I'll take it off and charge it while I'm watching TV because I'm not moving and I want to wear it when I'm sleeping. And so I'll just walk across the house naked and go, and my husband's like, you're naked. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I would do it with my kids all the time. I'm like, I'm naked. I'm coming out. Avert your eyes if you wish. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so nudity was never a problem uh, here. My husband has, I don't, I think I've seen my husband naked like five times right fully because <laughs> he hides <laughs> <laughs> and if I catch him naked I go you're naked <laughs> I see you naked honestly when he goes to the bathroom after sex he brings his underwear and he comes back out dressed oh like, my god yeah no we don't he's he's very shy well I don't really have that problem with my partner he like he he just loves to walk around naked so he's just He's all about that completely. So he's very proud. So yeah, mine uh, hides, but locks (laughs) the door to the bathroom. So if I have to pee and he's in the shower, too bad. So sad. Got to go to the other bathroom. Yeah. And I had some people like that. And like my ex and I, I mean, take a dump while he was in the shower. I didn't care or vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so interesting. People are so different. Yeah, definitely. I think it might depend on how many bathrooms you grew up with. I only had one. So we, we kind of had to share. Right. Was, you know, you, you were seeing everybody naked, even if you didn't want to see them. Yeah, that was, I think that was because, you know, we had one bathroom and it was me, mom and my two brothers and right. my dad. So if, if you were in there and somebody had to pee, then you were going to take a shower while they were peeing. And I think that, and then I think my husband always grew up in a house with multiple bathrooms. So he's been used to not so you said that you guys talk about the v in your studio all the time but i think anytime you get women together we talk about sex yeah we love talking about sex a lot that's that's pretty you know that's always an interesting topic i think you know we always like to joke about it you know because it's a lot you can't really talk about it out in certain spaces well unless you're me in which case you talk about it all the time and then you realize (laughs) like oh crap Whoopsie. Right. It, it's kind of an interesting thing. Cause I, we talk, we talk about it for so, like so much uh, with the ladies and uh, you know, there's like a stigma, like you're not supposed to talk about it, but we need to talk about it, you know? Right. So the more we talk about it, the less taboo it is, the more information we can get, the more we can share with each other and the better sex will be. And exactly. the better we feel about ourselves because nobody feels bad after an orgasm. No. Definitely not. No anxiety drugs needed after that. So exactly. That's how I fall asleep at night. Sometimes. Perfect. <laughs> That's why I'm horrible at morning sex. And like, no, it's time for me to get up. If we have an orgasm, I have to sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening in the morning. No way. <laughs> That's it. It's so weird to find like what you know. What I'm gonna add that. Uh, I'm gonna add that to my list of nosy questions. What is your favorite time of day to have sex? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Because it's different for everyone. I get these questions for my podcast are getting more and more, getting more and more ideas as I go. Nosy ass things that, that should be things that we can talk about without, you know, like being embarrassed about it. Right. We, we really should. It's, it's kind of funny because um, I embarrass my mom all the time when I talk about sex and I teach her stuff. Um, she's <laughs> like, I've never, 
if she sometimes I say stuff, she's like, I have to Google this. I'm like, my, do not Google that. Do not Google that. I'm like, do not Google that. And you know, she uh, and she's she's just like, she's like, wow, you're just got so much knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. How old is your mom? Um, she's 65. Okay. Yeah. So, so my my mom is 70, and it's the like. So one of the things that is awkward slash awesome is that because of what I do for a living, when my parents started to have issues, they came to me and that is awkward because nobody wants to think about their parents having sex, period. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) I'm happy to know that they're having it, but also I, you know, but I was happy that I was able to answer their questions. And when I first started doing the parties, my mom was horrified. Like she was, she <laughs> horrified. Um, and then after a year of me doing them, I had my one year anniversary party. And I said to my mom, either come to my party and see what I do or shut the fuck up. Cause I've had enough, like right. I'm not doing anything wrong. And so she came to my anniversary party and the next day I called my dad and I said, what did mom say? And he said, your mom said you get factual information in an amusing way. And she's really proud of you. And so from that point on, she would come, like if I was having big events or stuff, she would come and help take care of things, you know, and uh, she would, she'd heard me do this, the party multiple times and she would laugh and that made me happy. But yeah, wicked prude. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a different, it's a completely different generation. Um, I, I knew my dad's a little bit more talkative about it and I'll never forget my my ex-husband and my dad were like doing something on our house. And my ex was like, so, you know, Steve, what, what are you doing lady doing later? And my dad's like, I'm going to have sex with the little lady. And my ex <laughs> was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and he didn't even know what to say. My, he was like, you're so taken back. He's like, what? He's like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm spend so funny because as, as, uh, his daughter's husband, their proper response is like, I'm going to do that too. (laughs) I know it was, it was just so funny. He was just so taken back by it. It was just like, (laughs) we used to do funny things like my parents' anniversary one year or for Christmas one year, the, uh, my brothers and I got together and we got them a, uh, a hotel with a jacuzzi tub. And then we got my dad like a little Tarzan G string (laughs) type thing. And we gave it to him for Christmas, but it was, I'd like to say it was for the embarrassment factor, but who knows? Maybe they Tarzan and Jane, who knows? Maybe they do. That sounds like fun. Why not? Right. Right. (laughs) But they're, they're, it's fun. When, um, when we were growing up, there was always that Saturday morning, um, dresser pushed in front of the door when you could hear it because it was wood floors and you could, and we're like, ugh, we know what they're doing. And then when I moved back home after, (laughs) you know, when I was an adult and I had a kid and then I would hear the dresser and I would like, ew, stop. I'm right here. <laughs> it's so funny because my parents used to call it dusting when I was kids. <laughs> so like, so when I would go to school, they'd be like, well, what does your parents do for fun? I would tell people my parents dusted for fun. Um, Cause I'd always hear, I would always hear them in their room. And so one time the teacher was like, so, you know, Mrs. Hopkins, you know, what, what, what's going, you like to dust. And my mom's like, yeah, I love to clean. But <laughs> it was like this inside thing about dusting because my mom called it dusting. So I'm like, wow, my parents. <laughs> In our house, we call it nap time. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't bother us. It's nap time. And it's hysterical because now um, with all the little gifts, you know, that you get mm-hmm. on the phone and stuff. Yeah my husband sent me one the other day and it was like a sloth just laying down you know and I I sent him back one of um just this weird little one of somebody uh, coming down the stairs with their skirt up like I'm on my way (laughs) it's so dumb but it's fun yeah yeah so do you have um does anybody ever talk in your class about issues that they're having any uh, group think or crowdsourcing for? So it, it's interesting. Um, I think the biggest thing right now is, um, especially the ladies that are dating in a COVID world. Oh yeah. That has been a big weird thing about like, you know, sex in the COVID world and off Tinder. 
So it's it's kind of awkward. It's like do you wear they were confused whether to wear a mask or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more people are worried about masks than condoms. Come on, it's 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 kind of funny. Um, I was like, I was like, okay, that's great for you. Go have some fun. But if you're, I'm like, just just stay. You know, use a use a rubber. You know, and you're already <laughs> mask is not. I'm not even worried about a mask at that point. Right. You know, so. That's- um, I had um, one of my daughter's friends had just started dating somebody right before it hit and um, they lived in New York city. So they took their, their separation very, very mm-hmm. seriously. And, and I said, you know what, this is a relationship that will m- most likely last mm-hmm. because you guys had to get to know each other before you got physical. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't, you, uh, you know, yeah, I think we all know we will stay with a bad relationship with a good dick Yeah, over. That's true. You know, and, and so if you can get to know the person before you get that far, then you probably have a stronger leg to stand on. So I'm looking forward to them getting engaged and getting married anytime soon, because (laughs) I think they're amazing together. Uh, So, but they got to get to know each other. And that, that was something that was, I think was really good. It was really good for some relationships and really bad for other relationships. People who thought they were in great relationships, but then had to be home with their partner 24 seven for seven months, <laughs> all of a sudden decided that's not what I want for the rest of my life. Oh, I, you know, I was thinking that too. I can only imagine like the divorce rate for, after COVID, you know, one, the podcast that I just recorded right before yours, they said that, uh, that they were looking at perhaps having a baby boom and what they're finding is they're getting a divorce boom. Well, I know the baby boom. I had like 15 friends all, all tell me they're having babies. So yeah. I was yes. Like, Holy crap. On Valentine's day. It expl- <laughs> like everybody. Uh, Everyone little posted. onesies. It's like crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was, well, what I was thinking about, and I might've mentioned this weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago on this podcast that I wonder if the, baby boom um that we're go that we're getting is mm-hmm. offset like i don't know if it'll be a, a boom um or if it's going to be offset by the number of people who didn't get pregnant from one night stand hookups from being drunk in a club that's true and i wonder if the abortion rate dropped because of that because there weren't a lot of people going out and having indiscriminate hookups because they couldn't right everything was shut down so you can't really right so I would I would be curious to see what those numbers looked like if there was if there was any significant change. But I yeah. think I think a weird <laughs> shit like that. My brain's like, say, what else is going on in the world? I thought Who's it was not inter- hooking up. I thought it was interesting of like people were even going on dates via Zoom. Um, I had a couple ladies do that. They were they were actually doing like dinner dates. Like both of them would yeah. have like dinner, and then they would hop on Zoom, and then. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. but again, then, you know, you know, you don't have to put out. That's my favorite time to date. You don't have to shave anything. <laughs> right. You just kind of from here up, you can kind of like. <laughs> you got your sweatpants. Be naked right. and, on then, the bottom. and you can even keep the free Zoom if you don't want. You'd be like, oh, my 45 minutes is off. <laughs> well, I Dates can give over. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy out right there, you know. Exactly. Oh, well, ah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was I had um one of my daughter I forgot what I was gonna say never mind somebody <laughs> texted me at the exact same moment that I was about to talk and my brain got erased so it's all right said. no worries <laughs> yeah so how long have you been with your partner I've been with him for six years this year so um it, we actually met a really funny situation we he actually is a horseshoer and he we met from him shoeing my horses when I was married with my my ex-husband um and I and I always I always thought he was pretty hot and my ex-husband would always be home when he was shoeing the horses that day always because he knew that he was hot yeah yeah he he knew he was hot so but yeah um and then we, we both got divorced and then we reconnected so yeah yeah those hot horseshoers damn man <laughs> <laughs> if they can if they can deal with a 2000 pound animal you know <laughs> mm. that just sounded very sexy i know right <laughs> 
Yeah, I would have never thought of it that way. But yeah, uh, that's why all of those Montana ranch love stories work out so well, because cowboys are hot. It's interesting. Um, I, I know a lot of my friends would take pictures of his, of, you know, his, his butt all the time. They would send them to me. Um, they'd be like, oh, Eric just came by, you know, uh, he's looking really good. You know, he bent over a few times and... <laughs> Well, you got to bend over to get the horse foot. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he might as well look, right? But yeah, he 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 loves he, him, and I are both really big horse people, so it's it's nice to be able to connect through that, though. So I'm a butt person, so I would enjoy a nice butt. That's well. In order to work on a horse, you need to have a nice butt because you you can't be uh you know uh, you can't be weak to do that. So right. That's actually how I met my husband. He had a really nice butt. Nice. We were, we were line dancing at Norm's Country Lounge in Groton. <laughs> and he was in front of me dancing to Buster Poindexter's Hot, Hot, Hot and shaking his butt. And I was oh my like, God. I need to go meet that butt. <laughs> and I still can't keep my hands off it. I oh, think I touch awesome. it 72 times a day. I don't think I've <laughs> ever walked by him without grabbing his butt. But it's no, funny because he same grabbed way. my butt a couple weeks ago and I was like, why are you touching me? <laughs> I don't think he had ever touched my butt before. And the other, he just like ran and I was like, ah, stop. <laughs> it was like I sat on a spider. I don't know what I was, I didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying something and I got off on my butt tangent. I know Eric, Eric grabs me all day long as well. So it's, we, we could be in public and he's like grabbing me. So, oh yeah, no, my hand the, is the, always, the butt, my... it's like a, it, it's a butt thing, but you know, what's funny. Like I always saw my parents grab each other's asses all the time as well. So it, it's That's not good. like a, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't really like, I'm sure some people think we're pretty crazy. We're walking around bluff point and he's like grabbing me, but you know, it is yeah. what it is. So. Yeah, no, I'm definitely holding my husband's butt in bluff point often. It's just, right. it's just the thing. And, and I think initially my husband was kind of like uncomfortable with it, especially like around the kids, because I don't even think about it. My hand is just like, that's right. where I'm happy. And, um, I think it's important for kids to see their parents be physical. I mean, not like having sex, but you know, kissing, right. Hugging, <laughs> yes, touching, I agree. Holding, butt grabbing, affectionate. Yeah. I think, I think that's very, very important. I know in, in my, my parents' household, like they always had a date. They always had date nights of some sort every Friday night, even if it was like on, with a card table and some pizza and some candles, I'd be like everyone in the room. And they, my mom would put the little door, the little uh, doors closed with the, the chairs mm -hmm. and then shut the yeah. lights off. So I, I, I completely agree. You know, it's like, they're, they still on go on dates every Friday. So it's pretty awesome. I wonder what my kids think about our relationship. I guess I'll never know. Maybe one day they'll tell you. Yeah, maybe. But I always knew my parents loved each other. And, uh, you know, I always knew things things were never easy, but no. they were there for each other. And that was just how it was going to be. So right. I see a lot of my dad and my husband. And I see a lot of my mom in me. And I will deny I ever said that if anybody <laughs> ever asks. But. I, and then it's so funny because my daughter married someone who's just very similar to my husband and, um, and, and he's, my husband is not her, not her father, but it's weird because I see very strong parallels between mm. them and she also sees them, which makes her uncomfortable <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but I see my dad, my, um, I learned that my dad would rev my mom up. Like, uh, one day I, I saw my, I saw my dad poke my mom's buttons and I was like, why did you do that? Like, why did you purposely piss her off? But then I see my husband doing it to me all the time. And I'm like, knock it off, Dennis. <laughs> Cause that's my dad's name. <laughs> and then he'll smirk and I'll be like, and he'll also do it to my daughter. So my middle daughter is so much like my mom. It's creepy. And my <laughs> husband will do it to her too. And, and I'm like, knock it off, Dennis. <laughs> and he's like, what, what am I doing? And he knows what he's doing. 
such a pain in my ass. <laughs> I actually am glad this 2020 thing kind of happened because my husband wound up working from home the whole time. And I've always been worried that I wouldn't be able to stand him being home when he, when he um, finally retired. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that he's home, like today, he's actually, he goes to work one day a week when mm-hmm. he has to go physically go into work for meetings and stuff. And when he's not home, I miss him. So now I'm like, okay, I guess I can handle retirement. Well, that's a good, I, I know for, we, we were able to reconnect a lot more with 2020, um, uh, with more stuff being at home and us be, being able to reconnect with the business and just being able to reconnect on a regular basis as people. Um, you know, it's just, we're always so busy with everything else. It's just nice to actually like just hang out and be, uh, you know, just be each other, right. just hanging out, you know, just be together. Exactly. I find out that we get along better when our kids aren't home. Oh. <laughs> that and and I figured that out after they all left after the summer, and then I was just like, "Wow!" Because we're I don't I don't know why. I don't know why, but as soon as the kids leave, everything gets better. <laughs> <laughs> it's pain in the ass, children. Do you have any kids? I don't have any kids, just the dog and the cat and like six nieces. How so, about, and do you have horses or no, or you used to have horses? I used to have horses. Yeah. In my uh, late, in my early twenties, I had a, a horrible car accident, which led me not to have children. Oh, um, so, sorry. um, but it's, it's actually made me really want, really push further into fitness and help other women, you know, to really be okay, whatever process they're in and uh, being able to push through. So it's really uh, made me focus on something completely different where I didn't even think I would, you know, I would be, I didn't think I would, I would be here, you know, right. you know, 20, 30 years ago, you know, when you're, you're thinking about what you're going to be forever, what did you think you were going to be like 30 years ago? You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I never, like, I just always thought that I was going to be famous. I think that's awesome for what, but then I would, but then I don't, I think even back then I was throwing up, um, uh, what, you know, like when you're manifesting, but then you also throw up blocks. Um, I was throwing up blocks. Like I want to be famous, but I don't want it to be for something bad. Uh, (laughs) You know, like I don't want a negative 15 minutes of fame. Right. So it would be like, I want it, but. So, and I recently went through therapy to block that because I knew that that was a problem. Like when I was starting to do my stand-up comedy sex ed shows, um, I was having trouble. because I was like, well, what if I get famous? And then people find out this thing about me and then they try to cancel me. And I was like, so why are you trying to stop everything before you start? And so I had to get therapy. I, I completely understand. Uh, I did some NLP and different like head work to, to, to work through a lot of those stuff that uh, I have to have to thank my upbringing a little bit for, but it's uh, those little things that tell you that certain things are bad, but there's nothing wrong with sex. So right. It's all good. You're that's an awesome thing to be famous for. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I have a lot of, what is it? The uh, imposter syndrome because you know, I'm talking about sex, but I'm not a licensed sex therapist. I'm not anything. I'm just somebody who's talked to over 10,000 women about sex. And so, but then when I do my let's talk about sex um, talk, you know, always right, right before I do it, I'm like, I'm not qualified for this, blah, 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 blah. But then I do it and I, and I say, I'm the only one who can do this talk because these are literally the stories of that women have shared with me about their experiences right. with my parties. So nobody else can do this talk. And all this talk is, is, you know, all of the different things that women have been able to get over just by going to a party and being able to talk about sex. Yeah, I, it, I think that's great. And just, you know, when, when I was going through my divorce, I had all these married people and married like therapists wanted to give me advice. You don't need to be, <laughs> you don't need to be any kind of clinician to tell you like what's, what's up if you've had any kind of experience, you know. That's my number one advice is use lube. No matter what anybody ever asks me, that's the answer. Use lube. (laughs) It's just, that's uh, it, you know? Right. 
figure out when and where you need it and make sure you have it when you need it. Sometimes you need, you know, alcohol could be your lube for a conversation or for a talk, your sex lubes. That one's, right. that one's the most important, especially if you're on any of a myriad of me- medications. <laughs> Just make sure you got your lube. All right. So now I'm going to get nosy. Um, Go for it. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, I was 16. Very, very logical answer. Yeah. I've had, I've had everything from 12 to 20 so far. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom knew about it too. Like she, I, I, you know, she, she went out and was like, let's get you on birth control before you do the deed. And that's we, good. That's what we did. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what we did. I do remember. Um, and this is somebody, I want to have somebody on the show who is an expert in imperforate hymens, because that's something that is very, very common or more common than you would think. Really? Nobody ever talks about it. And the reason I know that it's more common than you would think is because it happened to two of my daughters, one of my, my, one of my daughter's roommates from college and Mm -hmm. one of my cousins and they, and my daughter and her friend also know somebody else who had it. So that's five people that I know. Mm. So that means going out into the world, there's gotta be a lot, a lot more of them. So what was I talking about? Oh, (laughs) So when it was time for her to have the surgery, I said, do you want to have the surgery now and just get it over with? Or do you want to wait until you're ready to have sex and then do it? And then I'll be like, oh, so you're ready to have sex. And she goes, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get it done now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I was kind of open with, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. And I've, I've just, I don't think I've ever been one of those moms that was just like, don't have sex. Yeah. Like, I, I think like, I, I know my mom always said she, she wanted to be having like, an, even though she was pretty strict and, and Catholic, she just wanted to have open, be like, Hey, when you're ready, you're ready. I don't want you to be like my mom and be like, here's this book about sex and you're not going to do that. You know? So right. it was nice to be like, Hey, I think I want to try this, you know? Yeah. And, see, and she's like, she's just, just don't bring home a baby. That was her, or right. any diseases. That was her whole thing. So my mine was always don't bring home any diseases. I can handle a baby, but you know, if you're herpes are for life. Right. I mean babies are for life too, but they leave at 18 usually. That just that just makes me remember my my health teacher, you know, talking about herpes. Herpes is for life, kids. And I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah. And and it's pretty popular. That's one th- that's one reason why I'm happily, happily would like to stay married. I never want to have to worry about herpes. <laughs> It's a very scary world because I remember dating after my divorce and stuff. And, and most people don't want to use protection at all. They're like, they're like, they're like, huh, I have to use a condom. They have no idea what to, what to do. Like it's. <laughs> I tell my college girl, cause I had college girls and they're always like, well, what he doesn't want to have use a condom. And I was like, I think you've forgotten who's the powerful one here. Right. If he doesn't want to use a condom, then you're just like, all right, I'll just masturbate. And you can just sit over there. You know, right. and like a couple seconds in, he's gonna be like, fine, I'll use one. I'll use two. I'll put on a pretty pink bow. What do you want? Exactly. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> um, and it's no secret. I've probably mentioned on every other podcast that I'm, we've been married, we've been together 27 years. We still use condoms as our main form of birth control, just because mainly the way, the way pills worked for me was to make me not want to have sex. So you can't get pregnant if you don't want to have sex. So yeah, that's a, I know that was an issue for me when I was on the, on birth control as well. So it's, it's, that can, that's like, it's like, you're going to be on this and then you can't, you don't want to have sex. Right. You know, the same reason I don't take antidepressants. I hate, I hate that. Like that's going to even make you more depressed. It's going to make you more depressed. And I realize some people need to have them. Uh, I find other ways to, to get around it because I know it was funny. My doctor had me on like 25 milligrams of Zoloft for Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks. And then, you know, and then she's like, and then after this amount of time, double it. So I doubled it. And then immediately my ability to orgasm went away. And so I stopped taking them. And then she, I come in and she goes, well, did you know that Zoloft has sexual side effects? I'm like, yes, I fucking know that. (laughs) So I'm like, no, I'm not going to be taking these anymore. And she's like, no. are you sure? Like, no, I'll just, you know, like right, <laughs> n- right now I could use some right now. I mean, I've had a full year of not being able to work and a full year of not making any money and a full year of not being able to, you know, 
go on cruises mm-hmm. and all the other things that make me happy. I could use some Zoloft right now, but damn it, I'll go out and get some sunshine and I'll exercise and I'll just, you know, do my best right. to work my way through it because I need the orgasms are the only thing making me happy right now. <laughs> I totally um, agree. Funny sex story. You said you had some stored up. Let's go. Oh my God. So, um, right after my divorce, I, I, I went on a, quite a few different dates with different gentlemen. And there was one date I had, I, my, my, where we did decide to have some sex and I had my, I thought I had locked my dog in his crate and <laughs> he apparently got out of the crate and then he jumped on the guy and then he started licking him on his butt. So, <laughs> so it obviously it completely stopped the whole thing. He put his pants off and he left. So <laughs> the guy wasn't into a threesome with your dog. Huh? No. And I was like, well, at least I got my dog. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> the dog was licking his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, He's never. Like, I didn't eat him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny sex story. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite t- time of day to have sex? I would say uh, middle of the day. <gasps> Me too. Middle of the day for sure. Uh, we have I have long gaps between the day between my classes and stuff like that. So it's usually nap time a little bit. And then, uh, you know, just a little frolic midday. Yeah. You know, a midday frolic exactly yeah. yeah that's my favorite time there a lot of times if we're gonna if we're gonna go out and we're gonna drink because now now i'm at the age where if i have two drinks i can't feel anything anymore so no i can't either it, there's that's not gonna happen so so <laughs> when when we're gonna go out and we know we're gonna have a good time we'll have sex before we go out and that way he's in a good mood and i can have all the drinks i want because he already had his orgasm and then i can go home and go to sleep <laughs> that's the way to do it Definitely. um Favorite position? Um, I really like doggy style myself. It's the most popular it's, answer. It's like that, yeah. There's there's no downside to doggy style. <laughs> I know my partner would rather me like, you know, he's got all weird shit he wants to do all the time. And, and sometimes I'll end up, you know, falling off something. But yeah, let's keep it simple though. <laughs> we don't need to go get too complicated. <laughs> that's, that's literally my least favorite thing from like a zillion years ago when I did have sex before I married my husband. Um, the guys who wanted to flip you around and change the position and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I was like, you do know how hard it is for a woman to have an orgasm, right? Like just fucking stay still so we can find the spot and rub on it. <laughs> Why are we making this more complicated than it needs to be? Like exactly like, like, because they're watching too much porn. Exactly. Like <laughs> all their friends are telling me about this stupid shit and none of them are having sex anyway. So right. it's like, come on. Have you tried to do it when she's on one hand and her knee is behind her head? And then <laughs> what do you know where the clitoris is? And Please when she's, hang, she's hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And the, and, and I know I sell the door swing, but for the life of me, I cannot imagine that that is comfortable. Maybe if you're already a spinner and, and you don't weigh anything, but you put my fat ass in some straps and it's going to hurt my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually flipped over on one personally. Um, and it's not any fun because then you end up hitting your head. So, yeah. Well, I was thinking that's exactly what would happen is I would lose my balance. I would fall. I would be hanging upside down. My spidey sense would be lost and my husband would laugh at me. (laughs) And just think like, if you don't get that into a support beam, you're, you're really going to be screwed. (laughs) You're going to have to worry about more than, you know, just a position, you know? Yeah. And they're like, this will hold up to 300 pounds if you put it in the main beam of the house. Right. <laughs> and then we've got another one that just hooks over the door, but it has to be in a solid core door. And most houses don't have solid core doors. Yeah, that's not going to work for like a good 80% of the houses out there. Right. Definitely not. <laughs> the, the only door it'll work for is your front door, your back door, and the door to the garage. Right? Oh, yeah. And, if, and, and two of those doors usually have windows in them. <laughs> what's up neighbors <laughs> you want to see my ass <laughs> uh what's your favorite sex toy um i just i'm just really like plain jane with a, a regular vibrator you know just uh i have this pink vibrator i i i use so 
Is it dual action or just internal? Um, it's dual action. So easy. It's yeah, so it's dual. Easy. It's dual action. Yeah. <laughs> that was nosy. I'm like, wait, wait. Let's get clear on what we're doing. Here. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. This it's always fun to get these different. Uh, no, different I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, I warned you ahead of time that I was going to be yeah. nosy. It's all that's good. not even that nosy. No, nosy. that's not bad. No. Yeah. You got any nosy questions? Um, what are you like using? Um, a glass toy. Oh, and okay. Who's been listening to this podcast knows glass toys all day long. Okay. Because they are, um, you can warm them up, you can cool them down, but you don't have to because you're bedroom temperature is about usually 20 degrees less than your body temperature so as mm -hmm. soon as something that's 72 degrees hits 98.6 your body goes and nice. all the blood just rushes there um has no sound for those of us who are sound sensitive it has no lights for those of us who are light sensitive and it has no vibration for those of us who are vibration sensitive <laughs> just so your neighbors oh. won't know that you have it on right much Right. Like, oh, is she is she is she baking a cake or is she have her vibrator on? Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there was um the one time I used a vibrator um on myself, because I've also never used them by myself except for one time. Um I was in the shower because of course that's where we like to use the vibrators so that nobody can hear them. And uh I hit a spot and I don't, I don't know if there's a G spot or if it was imaginary spot. I don't know what the fuck spot it was, but I started to orgasm so hard that I threw my back out. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and I talk about this in my comedy show. And so the toy is not letting go of the spot. So the orgasm is happening, but the back spasm is also happening. Oh my God. So I was, I was like going, ow, <laughs> ow, oh, ow, oh. And by the, by the time the toy finally, like by the time I finished the orgasm, I was on the floor of the shower sobbing because I was in so much pain, but also oh. I was laughing because I was like, this is the funniest fucking thing that has ever happened in the world. And right. I wish I'd been recording it because I would be a millionaire. Because <laughs> I absolutely would have put that on the internet. Ma imagine like, imagine explaining that to like the emergency room if you had to like go in. <laughs> that was that one was close and, and uh oh, i man. actually wound up having to take pain pills for that spasm that was one of oh. the second second worst spasms i have a really bad back so i can rank mm -hmm. my spasms but that one was the second worst spasm i had ever had and oh, i had man. to drive to boston the next day to mm -hmm. catch a flight and uh i couldn't do anything so i actually had to take uh, a Valium that someone gave me so that I muscle would spasm would stop enough so I could get to the airport. Oh my God, that's horrible. And then I flew first class and drank seven vodka sodas between Boston and Atlanta. <laughs> oh my God, I would have to too. That's terrible. I, so when I got to Atlanta, <laughs> I had no pain. Oh good. But then, but then, well, then it came back. So then I brought my real my the real painkillers, but I wasn't going to take like a hydrocodone and then drive to the airport in Boston's to our right. Bed. I don't want to die or kill anybody. No, de definitely not. That's for sure. Still a funny fucking <laughs> story though. Like, yeah, it is so much pain, but it was still, and I have to this day, never, ever used a toy on myself again. I was like, not doing it. I'm, I'm like, I keep hearing all these great stories about the womanizer and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to throw my back out. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. There was, um, one toy called Tracy's, Tracy's dog. Have you seen the, the reviews for that on Amazon? No, I it's haven't. A, it's a story that goes around. Everybody's like, look at the, uh, reviews for this toy. And it's basically like a different, it's like a different version of the womanizer, but it's a toy that mm -hmm. sucks on your clitoris. And, mm -hmm. and, and one of the reviews is like, I had an orgasm and I was like a baby goat or like a fainting <laughs> goat. Like, and then I was frozen. And I'm like, that's how I threw my back out. Like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> but that's literally, that's what it was. It's like the whole body just seized up. And then my back was oh like, my what's God. happening? <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, whatever, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm done. I don't care if you're standing up in the shower. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I mean, it's a much funnier story than the time I just threw my back out putting coupons in a book. Like yeah, that's that's way better. It, it's right. yeah, that's definitely. or the time I sneezed. Sneezing is yes. always a good one. Yeah, for sure. And at my age, I have to worry about: Am I going to throw my back out, pee my pants, <laughs> or, or fall <laughs> down if I sneeze? Like it's, it's like a, I have to get into like a three like this weird, like cross my legs, bend over, hold my knees, hold on to dear life so I don't fall over before I can sneeze. <laughs> it's sexy. Anyway. Yes, it's it's wicked sexy, the things that some of the, you know, we have to go through. So I totally get it. Right. All right. So how can people find you? Do you want them to find you? Yes, of course. Okay. How you can, can people find, find you? They can find me under Nicole Renee, uh, my profile on Facebook. Or they can find me on Empower Fitness Mystic on Facebook. So you don't either have one. Instagram or, or anything? Um, under Nicole Renee Fit on Instagram as well. Cool. Um, yeah. And if you send me those, I will put them in the show notes. Yeah, I totally will. You can find me on Instagram at standupcomedysexed, standupcomedysexed.com, raylenetaskowski.com, which is my speaker website. And then I've set up a Facebook group just for this podcast so you can participate in polls, ask questions, and politely share an alternate point of view and generally let us know what you think of this episode and every other episode. So search for Stand Up Comedy Sex Ed podcast on Facebook. Please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends and leave funny reviews and go to buymeacoffee.com slash Raylene and send me $3 and maybe I'll buy a coffee. Maybe I'll buy weed. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I won't be buying weed. No. <laughs> I still have, I bought a bunch of edibles when I was in San Francisco two years ago and I still have most of them. <laughs> I don't even, like, I, I think I bought like two 20 packs and I think I still have 30 left. <laughs> oh, that's wicked funny. <laughs> and I think I've given away most of the ones that are not in there anymore. <laughs> I'm such a bad, old, like I was such a stoner in high school and now I'm just like, meh, I don't have time to be high. I actually never touch any of that stuff myself. Yeah. So, but no, yeah. Yeah. My husband hasn't either. I know my, my partner always wants me to, he's like, let's do it. And I'm like, no. I don't yeah. know. It's either are you don't. So, right. Well, and uh, yeah, it's like, and the only time I ever think about getting high is when I'm already drunk and then I just fall asleep. So, what is the point? Yeah, so. that's true. So, I don't, I don't, I also have another uh, comedy story about the last time I had edibles. Well, not the last <laughs> time, but like the first time I had edibles after 18 years. That was, that was another fun what? story. All right. So, Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate oh, you're it. You're welcome. It was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. We'll just keep talking about sex and I'll see you on Facebook. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.